Good morning, North America. Welcome to Church Talk TV, lively talk about life, church, and church life. I'm your co-host, Dr. Bill Tenney Britton, and I'm joined as usual by my co-host, Dr. Chris Tenney Britton, and we're broadcasting from our studio in Columbia, Missouri, the heartland of America. Say good morning, Chris. Morning and welcome to Church Talk TV. Chris and Bill Tenney Britton here today to talk about a problem that most churches have and few churches know how to solve, and that's the problem of getting your first time visitors to come back a second time, let alone a third or fourth time. But wait a minute, isn't hospitality enough? I mean, we've talked so much about hospitality, right? And how to get people, you know, we want to make sure that they have good food, the right coffee and everything. Yeah. Well, you got to have the right cookies and Yeah, it's a true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Donuts, Oreos, okay. Do. Oreos. Okay, anyway, yeah. Anyway. Full house chocolate chip. Oh, there's some better. None for me. Okay, good tea, <laughs> variety of herbals. Okay, but All right. moving so, right along. Right, right. Okay, but and and you're right. Good hospitality is important. It doesn't necessarily bring people back, but the number one and we did we did a study uh, Net Results Magazine did a study and looked at what is the number one complaint, if you will, number one hospitality faux pas that first time visitors report. And you know what that was? The number one, she does, because we've been talking about this. <laughs> Unfair to ask you a rhetorical question. It is, but, right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the, number one, the number one reported, self reported uh, hospitality faux pas is nobody spoke to me. Okay. Now, what we have to say is for years and years and years, we've told you boomers, I mean, at that time, they were new boomers, if you will, wanted to be anonymous. They just wanted to come in. They didn't care for anybody to know their name, but that has changed. People across the board, not everybody, okay? So hear that. You might say, well, not me or not so-and-so. No. But the vast majority. But, right. On the bell saying, curve, right. it's the bell. The bell, <laughs> right. Really do, they want you, they, they want it to be like Cheers, or they may not know they want it to be like Cheers, but they come in and everybody goes, Rahoo, you're here. Well, well, maybe not quite that much of a Rahoo, but yeah, essentially, they want to be noticed. They want to be uh, important. And I think, you know, I think the whole pandemic thing really changed our whole culture that we became so isolated for so long right. that people have gone back to church and, and they have this need for connection. And so that, it, that really is that, 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 uh, that people, they want to be known. They want to be heard. They want to be seen. They don't want a big deal made of them. They don't no. want to say, hey, stand up. We want to yeah. welcome you. That's, and no that's, woo-hoos, okay. Right, yeah, yeah no I woo-hoos, right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We don't want to overwhelm them either. No. But but here's, I want to go back to, to, to my first mm-hmm. statement and said that, you know, that, that the, the number one reported uh, faux pas was that no one spoke to them. And you and I know that that's probably almost never the case. Right. Somebody said, good morning. Hopefully, hopefully, if but, you've got but your most of the time, readers, yeah, but, but, yeah. I mean, normally speaking, someone says good sure, morning. Right. You know, yeah, it, I know, they walk in and out, they, they glance right. you good morning, and they walk, keep on walking. Right. The, the the complaint really should be more stated like this: it's that no one had a conversation with me. Yeah, no one took notice of me. No one helped me feel like I was welcome and wanted 
and important enough to be noted. Sure. You know, I'm thinking about a church you did a consultation at. I guess we, in a way, did a consultation yeah, you, you, at, right? I mean, I, I got to be there. and You're, I, the, you're the secret shopper. I was the right? secret <laughs> shopper. If you ever need a secret shopper, call on me. Lots of experience. Love it. Uh, anyways, this woman, when you were meeting with the leaders and the, con you know, the congregation's leaders, said, he said, listen, no one talked to my wife who was there. And this one woman insisted that we had a conversation. I guarantee you there was no conversation. It was a good had. morning. But in her, but I think maybe she right. thought, right, that we had a conversation because it was two ways. Good morning. And I said, good morning. How are you? And she kept on moving. Now, that's another piece. If someone says to you, how are you? Listen to their answer and say thank you, and 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 then return that. But I remember somebody saying, you know, how often do we go to conferences or something? And you're going through the conference hall, and you're going, "Hi, how are you? Oh, hi, how are you?" Yes, and you keep on moving. No conversation is being had. Yeah. And for me, it's become, you know, quite it's art artificial. So, so church isn't a place. So we have some solutions for that part. We want to talk today about how to connect with your guests that will help them get over the no one cared, no one noticed me, no one had a conversation with me, but also uh, a way in which, in a lot of ways, you'll increase the return rate. Now, I wanna say that good hospitality is important to keep from repelling visitors, but visitors don't necessarily come back because of good hospitality. Good hospitality should be the minimum Minimum. The, the, the minimum expectation that we're going to be welcoming and, and cheerful and et cetera, et cetera, that, that, that they should be welcome there. But that it really has a lot to do, the returning visitor uh, to make a second time is A, they were noticed, they felt like they were um, welcomed, and they would be welcome again, and, and we're not going to address this last two parts, mm -hmm. and that the sermon connected with them, it was relevant, and valuable. It says, oh, we've man. talked about yeah, this. We talked about that. You know, this is an important, uh, right. I've learned something here that is going to possibly Practical. change my life. Practical, exactly. And there's good follow up. Um, and we've talked about both of these things. We will talk about these again because they are absolutely critical. But three things must happen they must feel welcome and wanted and important, they must feel seen and heard. Number two, they, they, um, they must have connected with this sermon in some ways. And number three is that there's follow-up. Those three things will increase your visitor return rate from the national average of 15%. Mainliners, you're down to 11. Churches, if you're on plateau, you're at 6% on a national average. That get that up to 50% to 75% or even 85%. We have churches that we work with that are seeing 86% return rate. So... You know, that these, these things are key critical components, but we're just talking about the first one today. Right. How to help your visitors connect with you and your congregation so that they feel welcomed and heard and connected. Okay, so uh, I was telling William this morning, all of this a few years ago really came into focus for me 
when I thought about our open houses. And until 2019, started COVID, uh, we had had an open house for, I think, 20 years. For Christmas. Years. It was for Christmas. Christmas. Oh, Christmas yeah, open Christmas house. Christmas open yeah. house. Because those of you who know us know how much I love Christmas, and he is no longer a Grinch, and he loves it too. Anyways, <laughs> we, uh, you know, the house I was on Christmas. Just, I didn't love Christmas yeah. decorated. That was the difference. All right. Uh, anyways, <laughs> you stick with that story. Anyways. Uh, anyways. Yes, so the house is decorated. It's decked out from top to bottom, and inside and out. So we have that open house, but it's not just to share off the share everything off. It's show also everything show off. everything off. Well, and we're sharing yeah, it too. Right. Okay, uh, but it started years ago. Pastors, listen up for this. If you're living in a church house, a parsonage, or a manse. Or a manse, right, okay, that's right, a manse. Uh, anyways, a house owned by the church and provided to you, uh, then have an open house around Christmas. People are in the house, they look at it, those who really care are you know, checking it out. It helps to keep them out the rest of the year. They see it's how good, nice you're taking trick. care of the home. Yes, it's really served us well so that's, over that's, the years. That's how we started it. Yeah. So, and but it's it expanded. <laughs> yeah, it continued because we haven't always been great decorators and on and on. So, uh, so it, it, it grew and we would have people and we invite, here's an evangelism piece. We invite everybody on our street, which consists of three blocks. So three blocks of people open. Now, at first, when we moved here, we didn't have people from our neighborhood come and we only invited people from our congregation or for the denomination works, right. area, right, the region. But it's grown, and it kept growing and growing and growing, and this is where it struck me. Was We used to give tours between us. We could give tours around the we have, house. We have three floors. Every, we yeah, have three we levels. We have three floors, and, and there's a story for every tree, every room, and we would take turns doing that. But it got to where only one of us could do it because while we had people upstairs, then we had people downstairs then we had people in both on both floors, and they didn't hang out upstairs, but these two floors. And that grew, and that grew. And finally, one day, we uh, at the end, <laughs> we had some friends staying, staying around, and there were presents underneath the Christmas tree. People had left us gifts. They didn't have names, but... Because they had anticipated handing them to us. Right. And... And so somebody took them, and we realized we had greeters and hosts upstairs. That's what the We actually had other people doing the tours. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah, they're not here. Here, let me you, show yeah, you this, let's, right? Yeah, you want to go see this. You want to go see this. Right. So this is what we learned, and it applies completely to church. You need somebody who opens the door. Those are our greeters. So we have people, if they rang the doorbell, then we let them in, or somebody let them in, no longer us. Somebody who showed them around, uh, people who, who smiled at that, them, people who got them downstairs and, and, and uh, handed Ushers, them off, if you will. right? Yeah, handed them off either to talking to someone, oh, I know somebody you really should talk to, or to one of us. And then we were able to connect them because we wanted to talk to everyone. That was another big learning. We couldn't just talk to a few people. We had to talk all around. Our guests keep coming back. I saw a teacher not too long ago at the school. She was there in 2019. She was talking about her husband. Oh, and you, you met my husband and everything else. I had no idea what she talked, was talking about, and I realized, boom, four years ago at our, at our open house. So the, the, the metaphor is this, is that if, if you're going to 
have visitors and keep visitors, um, and you're more than a church of seven, then you're, you're going to have to be intentional about a couple of things, conversation yeah. um, and helping them connect with uh, a variety of people and helping them get the lay of the land. And so we have these three steps we wanna share with you. We're, talk, we're gonna talk today about the connection conversation, how to have a conversation that is a real conversation instead of, good morning, welcome to Walmart. I mean, welcome to First Church. Um, and we're gonna talk about the, the most important meet and greet rule that has ever been written and, and hang on to that because that's important. That's coming up. And the last one is how to have worship buddies that help people feel comfortable in worship, even if they've never, ever, ever been in church for any reason at all. So three things, connection conversation, meet and greet rule, and our worship buddies. Let's start with the connection conversation. Sure. So the connection conversation is when you meet somebody and you introduce yourself to them. Uh, as a pastor, and I've heard this from other pastors it may be somebody that you just don't remember seeing and, and you think that they're a guest, but they've been a member of the church for 25 years. And there are ways to get around that when they say, well, I've been a member here, or don't you remember I was here? And I just say, you know what? I see so many different people. It's hard for me always to connect. So let's start at the top of the conversation, right. which is, and, and you want to teach your whole congregation to do this. Uh, yes, exactly. Hi, my name is, and yours is, you know, or uh, hi, and, I'm Bill. I don't think we've met. Right. Um, hi, I'm Bill. I, uh, I I've seen you a couple times, but I don't think I've had a conversation with you. I'm afraid to say that one. Honestly, uh, I, I am right. And uh, but I ask people their name. <laughs> hey, right. my name is Chris. May I ask your name? Yeah, and, and I see. I, I'm just everyone forgets names. And I just presume they don't remember my name. But, she forgets names but they, famously. But so do they, they want to know that you care. You want to make right. brownie points, you remember their right. name. Right, that, that's great. That's okay. great if you're good enough at that and you do that. They, that's, you get brownie points. But the bottom line is, is if you don't remember, hi, I'm Bill. I, I know we've met, but I can't remember your name. I think we've met. Okay. And, and or, hey, it, and you, there's a number of ways. You, you, um, just in case you... Hi, I'm Bill. You've been sitting across the pew from me for two years, and I haven't had a conversation with you. I'd, I'd like to get to know you better. So there's a variety of ways, but when it comes to a visitor, hi, I'm Bill, I don't think we've met. And they're always going to respond with, hi, I'm, and they're going to give you the name. And if they don't, prompt them, and you are. And okay, so that's, that's step one of the, this three-part connection You're conversation. you yourself. Right, and, and get, their, get their name. Yes, and it's good if you can remember it. That's a good thing. Uh, number two. Write it down. Yeah. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. I write down names. Uh, uh, sometimes I'll put them in my calendar, like where I met them, and that helps me to, to remember. Good. All right. So, hi, I'm Bill. I don't think we've met. Second question, or actually the first question, is how long have you been coming here? The worst thing you can do, and, the, and visitors hate this, is if you say, are you a visitor? You know, no one wants to be asked if they're a visitor because it's like they're fresh meat. Yeah. They, they just don't want that. Well, okay. So we, we pop into a church on a regular basis, and I remember this so distinctly. One, one of the greeters that morning at the front door, we come in, and, I, you know, she, you're, she said— I'm actually a member of this church. Right. It's exactly what you're talking about, okay, that she's greeting and she's doing that. But here was her statement. Oh, you're new here, aren't you? 
no, we don't show it. And I, I, I think that's why I say, actually, not exactly. And you fortunately didn't say, well, I'm a member here. I, I said, we, we're not able to attend on We don't attend on a regular basis. We're on the road with other yeah. churches on a Right, a exactly. Lot. So, yeah, but I mean, that was... That was that whole thing. Oh, you're new. No, right. we're not new. Right. So how long have you been coming here? That, that, that also saves you from the raked over coals when someone says, I've been a member here for 25 years and, you know, whatever. And they just go bonkers on you. And, you know, there are people that way. And they may not have set foot in the church for the last 25 years, yeah. but they were a member there. They and you've asked, are you a visitor? They're like, eh. right. So how long have you been coming here? In my house, you and know. If they're, if they're a first timer, they'll tell you. And, and that's the beauty of this is they've just admitted they're a visitor right. and there's no stigma attached. Right. How long have you been coming here? Oh, three, wow, great. So for your first time here, then there's some, that's a side note. There's two things they want to know. Number one, they want to know where the bathrooms, bathrooms are. are. So and that's the first thing out of your mouth just about, you know, oh, great. Well, let me tell you, because the bathrooms are, they're well marked or they're not, as the case may be. They're hidden or they're very easy to find. You tell them where they are. And... The second thing they want to know is, of course, is where are they supposed to go next? And, uh, you know, of course, if you're in, the, in a meet and greet, they already know this. Right. Um, but if you're at the, a, a greeter at the door, then you can, you know, direct them, walk with them, etc. Walk cetera. with them. Okay. Have two, at least two or three greeters when they get in there so you can walk with them. It makes all the difference well, in it, the world. It, I mean, totally it does. Start with hospitality and get them into the sanctuary. Right. Do you right. want hospitality worship center? sanctuary? Yes, that's right. Okay. All right. So that's the second question. Hi, I'm Bill. I don't think we've met. Number two, how long have you been coming here? And the third question is, what do you do for a living? No, of course not. That's, that's a horrible question because what if they're unemployed? It's just, it's, it can be emancipating, emaciating, whatever. Emaciating. It's not a good thing. So, the, so instead you say, what keeps you busy during the week? Hi, I'm Bill. I don't think we've met. What, uh, how long have you been coming here? And what keeps you busy during the week? You get two things. First thing is, if they want to tell you what they do for a living, they'll tell you. But you might, you might get their passion. You know, I, I, I'm a manager at a fast food place, but I spend the, most of my time, I, I, I coach Little League baseball. I love coach. You, you le may learn about their passion. I can tell you that if you have this conversation, the three-step conversation, no one will say no one talked to me because all three of those questions invite input from them and they're, they're going to remember the conversation. And imagine what happens if two or three people have that same conversation. It doesn't seem repetitive. It seems like people care. So number one, connection conversation. Number two, meet and greet roll. And then the third, worship. Buddies. That's, that's coming. So first meet and greet rule. Oh, meet and greet rule. That's number one. Yeah. You, you, are you totally? Okay. Okay. So, I'm not sure where he's going on this one. Go ahead. The meet and greet rule. Okay. Some of you have meet and greets. You know the. Oh, the, you're talking about that. I'm thinking of the passing of. Yeah. The peace. Yeah. Right. Yep. I which is that. the meet and greet. Which, by the way, passing the peace is a theological is a theological piece as has become the meet and greet, the stand up and this welcome each other. Okay, I don't care what you call it. If you have that time in your service where everyone stands up and says good morning or pass the peace or whatever, okay, I, I call that the meet and greet. And I want to tell you that there is a, it's not a golden rule. It's not a platinum rule. I don't, it's, it's better than titanium. I'm, it is the rule. It is the, the great rule. And that is no one stands alone. And that's especially true of a visitor or a guest. No one stands alone at all, ever. Okay. 
So again, those of you who know us, know me, know how much I hate Absolutely. this part of yep. the service. I abhor it. It makes us, it's totally, it totally makes you feel right. uncomfortable. You stand there, what right. do I do? Well, exactly, and I'm shy. So I have a natural shyness comes to me. I, I you know, one of my psycho things is um, being left out. So you, know, I stand out or stand up, and I am afraid of, of being left out. And I'm watching everybody else hugging everything else. I just stand there. I always look for the people who are also standing alone, and head on over to that. And and I carry with me, of course, most of the time we're visiting churches, and so I carry with me. This still is the church. You know, it may not be my church. It is the church. And. To, to go and to be out there. And uh, as we were talking yesterday and I said, you know, I, I could go for the meet and greet time. I, the only way I could be okay with that is if the pastor gave, uh, gave suggestions for what he wanted us to talk about. And we were in a church, uh, Compass Church, we put a little shout out there, Compass Church here in Columbia, Missouri. We were in there a few weeks ago and the pastor said, okay, um, talk to somebody around you haven't talked to before, and share your favorite what was song or your favorite song. I think it was. And so there were uh, some people that were new sitting in front of us and said, uh, "I don't have." You know, I said, "Golly, you know, out of all the songs," and they were going same thing. I can't think of anything, any song. And I said, "What about movie?" Do you have a favorite movie? And so we switched it up, but we were still able to have conversation. I still remember what their favorite movies are. So, uh, so if you you can't ask that same question every every week, but you could say, "Hey, um, uh, what did you do last week that excited you?" Or what keeps there's that what keeps you busy question? Or you had a good one. What was the last picture you took? like last photograph you took. So you could give the idea, one, just give one, but switch it up every week. So here's, here's the deal. First thing, go back to the connection conversation, train everyone in that. Um, on, on, uh, on our website, you can find a download for the connection conversation handout. It's a colored handout that's beautiful and you can print it, it's bulletin size. So you can, if you still use bulletins, you can put it as an insert. If you're using announcement sheets, you can use it there. And, and you know, I, I'd even go so far as laminate that puppy and put it in every pew, you know, so that it's right there and you can remind people of this and keep it in front of them all the time. The, what does that say to your visitors? That, so? that, we, 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 that we, are, we are training hospitality. And I think that that's not a bad thing. In any event, um, that, you know, wh whether you do or don't, you can go with, go with the not or whatever, but you need to train your congregation how to have this. And during the meet and greet rule, here's again, the meet and greet time, Here's the rule. Everyone stands up, and uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle Ermoyan, who was pastor of Celebration Community Church in Hayes, Kansas, who took a small church to a very large church. Started. Every time he, he had the meet and greet, and he did it every week, he held up three fingers. And the three fingers reminded his congregation, everyone who had been to his, uh, his welcome class, his membership class, it reminded them they had to talk to three people before they talked to anybody they, kn they knew. You had to go find three people you didn't know and have conversation with them. Great rule, um, but the bigger rule is look around, and the first thing you do is if there's a visitor there or someone who's standing alone, you make a beeline for them, and you engage in conversation. The connection conversation is a good one if they have done something like what Chris has said. Fabulous, but you stay there until you are relieved. 
and some other member comes and takes your place and then you can excuse yourself to go on while they have the conversation. The key is no one stands alone during the greet and meet time ever, ever, ever. Okay, so I am a little pro more proactive in this. Instead of being there until somebody relieves you, I might take them to introduce them to somebody else. So Whatever I mean, it takes, if, yeah. I, if I'm hearing something and I know somebody is in particular say, oh, wow, I need you to meet that person. If I can't do it right then and there, I'll make a point to go and introduce them after the service. And I want to go back to teaching this whole hospitality piece because I found this to be very helpful. And that is to, to uh, role play it in your board meetings, your council meetings, in your, in your, in your welcome, in your, uh, your welcome, ho yeah, your hospitality team, in your welcome um, uh, classes your, or whatever your membership you classes, your right. membership Which classes, never call right. That, but anyway. right, so that, that's a good place, you know, these are our values, I mean, if hospitality is a value, this is be. all part <laughs> of it, if connecting is a value, right, I mean, it, it like be. we're saying, it's beyond right. hospitality, it's connecting, right. those are values for you, you have to train for it and be very specific and role play, even amongst your board. You can set up scenarios for them to work out, practice. All right, there. we have very little time and we have one more to cover and it's an important one, and that is worship buddies. Connection conversation, meet and greet rule, don't forget that rule, which is probably the most important of everything we've said so far, and the worship buddies. And a worship buddy is someone who sits behind a visitor or next to a visitor and prompts them through the service of what's going on so they're not caught unawares of, you know, hey, we're going to stand up for the next song, or hey, we're going to use the red hymnal, or, you know, the blue hymnal, whatever. Um, this is how we take communion. Today's Communion Sunday, and da-da-da. And they're able to help guide them through the service so they don't get embarrassed, they don't get confused, um, and they're just being a buddy. They're just being helpful. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. So just as nobody stands alone, nobody sits alone there either. So there, there you are. And again, uh, don't sit in front of them. Do sit yeah, behind, behind them. Behind them or, or next and, to them. Right. And that helps to ensure that during that meet and greet time that there's somebody who's there for them. In the conversation, you might, you know, uh, how long have you been coming here? Of course. But then there's also the, the piece, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with like our, our service, right? Not worship services, blah, blah, blah. With our service, right, exactly. um, is there maybe, I'd love to help like just point out some pieces that are here. Uh, that's, that's an important part. And also if you've had this conversation at the beginning service before the things have started, it's a great time to tell them where the restrooms are and which door to get out of whatever for that, just in case no one else has. Right, and if you're in a small to medium-sized church, you want to have a team. We used to call it the GROW team, and we have a, a tool called the GROW team approach where people are, your GROW team team are able to spot people. That's their whole their whole job and whether spot it's spot new people new well but even if it's a long time people that are long timers or whatever if they're there alone nobody sits gotcha. alone right so you're looking who's who's alone and you go and you sit with them even if or that connect, means you may not somebody. sit with your family right. unless yeah. you have children and that's really where we learned about worship buddies where when we're up front and we have kids out there and they're i'm jeez i can tell you what 
PKs, preacher's kids, are capable of when sitting alone. Uh, and for us, we're like divided. One's in one church, one's in another, and there, um, there they can go. So we have to have worship buddies for our children. And we realized then it was their worship buddies who were teaching about what was going on in the service. And uh, that was all the more reason for some of us. We, well, we had children's church uh, as we were trying to watch that. Yeah, worship buddies, not just for children. There you are. All right. So three rules, connection conversation, the meet and greet rule, which is like a golden rule, and the worship buddies. Those three things will make sure that your visitors feel connected, connected to the church, connected to different people. Connect, and the more people they have conversations with, real conversations with, the more connected they feel and the more likely they are to come back. Of course, one thing we haven't said is, I hope you all are inviting them to come back again. Follow up. And, yeah, follow up, which is another, another piece. Um, but in, in the conversation is, you know, invite them to return. Um, and um, invite them out for coffee, invite them for lunch, go spend some time with them, make connections that are lasting. And remember, it's not just one week, it's every week. That's right. So you're meeting new people. If you got a team, mix and match. So they're meeting more and more people. They're becoming part of the church before you know it, they will be. All right, hey, we are, out of time. we are out of time. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.